0: salutations and shit guys welcome to another episode of travel and shit podcast I'm your host T Carrie and here at travel and shit I always want to say we but it's me um unless I have a guest of course but whether it be myself or myself and a guest basically having a conversation about how travel is more than vacation and um, it's less about the destination and more about the experience. So if you're new, welcome, happy to have you here. And if you've been here for a little bit or for a long time, or even for the first time, I appreciate you. So announcements, getting it out of the way. There's merch, if you're interested, travelshippodcast.com go to shop get you t-shirts actually added a couple of new designs because the whole just I don't want to say designing like I'm doing that much work but I also don't want to not say designing because I don't want to shit on the work that I did do but uh, putting together merch shirts phone cases tote bags which reminds me I was supposed to check samples that arrived not samples Somebody purchased them and I um, was supposed to uh, check out how they looked. Um, Shout out to those of y'all that have already bought stuff. Thank you. Appreciate you. Y'all are real ones. Um, This is also May at the time of recording. So it is currently Mental Health Awareness Month. So I um, strongly encourage everyone especially considering this is a global pandemic. So regardless of where you're listening to this episode, somehow Corona has touched your region, whether partially or softly, whatever the case is. And even if it's not Corona related, everybody got some shit, right? So definitely take some time and focus on your mental health. For me, that has looked like buying plants. I have, um, I believe increased my plant ownership, by 100%. (laughs) Um, I think I've doubled the number of plants that are in my apartment, Um, which is cool, because I fucks with them. I have also found such an incredible community in um, Black Plant Moms. The internet, more specifically being Instagram, has been a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, and just um, a really great community of people um, that like the same things. So... Definitely do something that, um, focuses on your mental health. And if you, oh, so speaking of my plants, if you are interested, I have a 15% discount to one of my favorite online, I don't want to say boutiques, but it's a nursery in Rhode Island that actually sells plants online as well. Um, Jordan's Jungle, and they have, um... I have a 15% off code with them and they have also graciously agreed to some gift cards. So I will be announcing some winners in the upcoming time and I still have a giveaway going for the big, the big mama winner is a $50 gift card. And that is to be used at jordansjungle.net. Thank you to Jordan for that. And um, all you have to do for that is to join my mailing list and you can do such by going to my Instagram, which is underscore dcarry or travel and shit. The underscore is gonna be where the I and shit is. And um, there's a link for the mailing list. There's also a link I wanna say on the website, but y'all I'm doing all of this myself. I don't claim to be a tech genius. I just Google and uh, YouTube a lot. So bear with me, but there's absolutely a link for uh, the mailing list in my Instagram. I have a link tree, so all the links are there. Uh, Last part is listener survey. I would really, really appreciate if you guys can take three minutes to just answer, I think it's like 10 questions about you guys. Maybe 15 if we're stretching, but they're basic questions. It's nothing thought-provoking or anything ridiculous, just so I can get a better feel for who actually listens to the podcast. So I was able to keep that under five minutes yay me welcome to this week's episode so uh in light of all these new plants and being in the house because i am fortunate to have a nine to five that actually just pays me at this current stage to be in my home so as much as i am ready to transition from that professionally it bills so alas it is what it is and the plants have essentially been my refuge I have very much so um, appreciated having the ability to just distract myself by paying attention paying more attention to the plants that I have in my home for the most part all the ones I have I want to say are in the um, before I bought a bunch more they're essentially all um, and a couple of philodendrons, but, um, and those are very, very easy to care for. Absolutely are. Wow. I'm looking at all the ones I had except for my ZZ plant. I had a snake plant. Um, but again, all really rugged and easy to care for plants, except for this one here behind me that you guys always see. Um, I feel like, I think it's like a corn plant, but I'm not certain. Um, but all that being said, you know, I'm going to eventually uh, tie this into travel just because it's a gift. It's what I do. So all that being said, I have realized that I've been learning a lot from my plants. I don't want to just, I don't know if it's just during this uh, COVID stay in place quarantine I feel like it well it's more um it's brought more to my attention now I'll say very much so easily so hopefully this is going to be a quick episode but every time I say that it's like an hour later and I'm wrapping it up but um going to open my notes. Alright, boom. So a couple of the things that I have learned from my plants that also have parallels to travel. Because again, a gift. One of the first things that I will say is that when something is wrong, fix it. Otherwise, give your decision time to show it was good or not. So one of the things that I realize Primar- first let's start with I'm still working on that one okay this is one that I'm absolutely still working on um, I'm a plant hover mom I'm one of those people that is like constantly looking at the plant to see if I can see a difference I'm always looking to see if I can um, tell if it's growing because believe it or not sometimes you could look at a plant at nine o'clock on Friday and 9 a.m. Saturday morning it's got a whole ass flower on it you know what I mean so it's not unheard of for things to develop quickly in plants you know what I mean you buy a new plant three days later all of a sudden it's sprouting new leaves like shit happens right but oftentimes it doesn't and I am one of those people that, okay, is this a good spot? Is this enough light? Am I watering it too much? Okay, so how are you reacting to the tap water here? Is it different than tap water or whatever the fuck water that were giving you where you were? I tend to really just get in my head about things. And um, honestly, the plants are teaching me to worry less. Um, it has been the slowest process of the three things that I'm going to mention that I've been learning from paying more attention to my plants, but it's still something that I've been learning. Um, I am, I don't know if it's a Leo trait or if it's just a me trait, but I tend to worry a lot. Um, I eat anxiety. Um, I'm always wondering if The decision that I am making is a good decision. And that often puts me in a place of not making decisions. Um, So I listen to The Read-A-Lot and Crystal suggests numerous times to watch The Good Place. So I fucking watch The Good Place. And bitch, this shit is so good. The Good Place is so well written because it's 85 cents at 85 cents. I don't, maybe, yeah, it's like 85% philosophy, but it's done in such a palatable way. It's still a funny show. And I want to say each episode is maybe like 22 minutes, 35 minutes. uh, Like, they're, I'm pretty sure, like, um, half-hour episodes when they're on TV. Um, I could be lying to you. They might be an hour, but I feel like they're 22 minutes. But all that being said, The Good Place is such a great, great, great show. And one of the main characters, Chidi, is uh i think he's like a philosophy professor by excuse me profession by trade if you will and he is in a consistent state of indecision because he's just pondering morally whether or not his decisions are good decisions or bad decisions i ain't really worried about in most scenarios whether or not something is morally good or bad i'm just worried about um cost benefit cost analysis like it's um I don't even know I feel like I'm saying it right but I could be wrong but I'm worried that making decision A will cost me decision B so it's one of those things we learned in school but essentially I'm always worried about whether or not the decision that I'm making is a good decision so that being said is uh in terms of travel well because I'm into the plants I'm I'm always worried whether or not I'm doing something right for a particular plant like it's easy to for a new plant i'll say when something when i know one of the plants is like just doing well like i know what plants are doing well when they're doing well because they're the ones that i've had for a while and they just managed to keep living but when i get new plants it's like a new anxiety in terms of am I putting it in the right spot the directions that came with it are very vague they're so like legit a lot of them are just ambiguous medium water the fuck is medium water i, I don't know you're showing me a little picture um you know indirect sunlight so the way my apartment is set up it's kind of like so is that like not on the window or we're talking seven feet from the window you know what i mean it gets a little hazy for me just because i didn't write the directions but i find that that same level of anxiety when it comes to travel generally only shows itself in my planning phase when i am planning my trip i am consistently consistently worried that i'm making the wrong choice And that generally comes into play the most when it comes to choosing accommodations. Ooh, Father, Lord, Jesus. When I tell you, I get so flustered and so just in a spot of indecision when I've got too many options. It's kind of like when you walk into a restaurant. All you know is that you're kind of hungry or you know that you're going to go to... One spot with the intention of maybe just getting some wings and a beer. That's my go-to. I love wings and a beer. So you say to yourself, "I'm gonna go here and get wings or a beer." Oh, I remember the last time that it was like it stood out to me. I went to this spot in Brooklyn, and they were supposed to have really great burgers, right? So I get to the place thinking that all right, well, let me get a bacon cheese, a bacon cheddar cheeseburger because I don't do American cheese. In my mind, it's like peasant cheese. I fucking hate American cheese, but so i go to this spot and in my head i'm like all right bacon cheddar cheeseburger or maybe like monterey jack cheese or maybe pepper jack cheese i don't know it might get fancy not fancy but might get cute and do swiss or something i don't know but i'm gonna do just cheese bacon and a burger well i fucking get there and then i look at the menu and they've got all these other options like they will put the egg on those do the avocado they'll do onions they'll do uh mushrooms they'll Now I've got so many different options and there's so many different types of burgers that now all of a sudden I don't know what I want. So it's just, well, if I choose this, will I be thinking I should have gotten this? And it plays itself over and over in so many aspects of life. But mostly I see it when it comes to choosing an Airbnb. I really like my head is starting to hurt just thinking about the efforts that I put into choosing a place because my concern is do I want to you kind of got to have a feel in terms of what I've learned from my travels when you're choosing a, a place to stay you want to consider what staying in one place will cost you versus what staying in another place will cost you and I learned that the hard way in Barcelona. Barcelona, excuse me, depending on how you do it. If you're, um, what's the girl's name? The the fancy one from The Good Place, Tahini. Um, all that being said, when I was in Barcelona, I found a really, really great place that, uh, uh a good, affordable, if you will. I won't say great. I mean, it was a cute little apartment. Turned out it was like, um, Kind of like a hostel, but not a hostel. I mean, I had washer-dryer in the... It was like a little apartment, honestly. It was a really cute uh, little studio. Washer-dryer. I think it had like a, a dishwasher. Uh, fridge. Like the whole shebang. The bitch was set up. It was really cute, right? But it was like an hour from the city. I was all the way out in the mountains, and it was gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous scenery. I loved it. It was beautiful. Had um incredible view incredible view however being that I was so far from the city it cost me almost a hundred dollars each taxi ride to get to the city so I spent ninety dollars uh getting from the airport to the airbnb and I've mentioned this before and I then had uh excursions that I booked before I got there that I had to take a taxi to get to the city because that's where the pickup was. And then I had to get back to where I was. And then I knew I had to go back to the airport to get the fuck home. So that's four taxi rides regardless of whether or not. I And then that spending that much money to like just commute ended up like I could have spent an extra $150 for the three days that I was probably in Barcelona. Was I even there three days? I might have been there like three days. Like it would have just been more cost efficient for me to spend more money and stay in the city, like in the heart of the city so that I can, you know, um, explore in the evenings and not have to spend an hour in the taxi and $100, give or take, getting back to where I was trying to go. So, I will say that I learned that lesson the hard way in terms of where you want to stay. And I think that that adds to why it's so stressful for me to pick a location to stay. Because cost is very important to me because I don't want to, you know, spend more than I absolutely need to. But then at the same time, I realize that if I stay further away from the things that I wanna do that I'll have to then pay for it in terms of uh, transportation. So unless they've got like a good train system or metro system, or even if they got buses, Bermuda had great buses, they were beautiful, they were clean, and from where I was staying, it went everywhere I needed to go. Um, so unless they've got a great metro system or um, the taxis are really inexpensive, then you, know, you wanna choose some place that is near the things that you want to do. This way, you don't end up spending time getting to and from the area that you need to be and money getting to and from the area that you need to be. So granted, a certain level of the anxiety that goes into choosing a a place to stay is warranted because I know what I'm risking should I choose the wrong place. Also consider... Being a solo traveler traveler, I am alone. So I don't necessarily want to be in a neighborhood where I will feel unsafe. So I remember where was I? Peru. I was I wanna say I was going to Peru and I have a friend that has Hey Karina. I have a friend that she's got, Karina has family out there. And so when I told her, because mind you, she and I had discussed going to Peru years ago, years ago, years ago, when we used to work together. Um, We never went on that trip together, but she ended up going with her family. And after seeing their pictures, I'm like, oh, I absolutely still have to go. So I ended up going solo and I was speaking to uh, Rina about it. And she was just like, you're going to stay in Miraflores because I told you. And because it's wild in certain areas and if you're going to Lima Miraflores is the safest area in that region and so if somebody from there that I particularly trust tells me one thing or another about a destination it's what I'm doing period so that made that aspect of finding some place to stay a little bit easier for me but now I had that in the back of my mind that my safety may be something that I'm more concerned about in this area you know so as a solo traveler that's also something that goes into my decision making when I'm looking for some place to stay so some anxiety absolutely warranted like be careful where you're placing yourself um but at the same time don't like there's no need to necessarily, like, outdo it. So one of the things in terms of, and this is where I mean I'm still working on it, is, like, I'm seeing the parallel where once I make the decision, I kind of got to give my decision time to show itself. Let it unfold. Worrying is not necessarily going to do anything for you outside of give you pause or have you pay more attention to the decision that you're making if that makes sense. So when I'm worried about whether or not i watered this plant too much or whether or not uh, I'm getting root rot or the soil is waterlogged or Oh, well, what exactly does this mean? Now i got to look this up. Let it show you what you're doing right or wrong. And it's the same thing with a lot of the different destinations. Do your research, right? Like, I can look up how often the average rubber tree needs to be watered. I can look up, in general, the type of soil or the humidity conditions that a certain um, species of plant thrives in but there's it's not a guarantee that you know what I'm doing in my home is going to match you know it's I, I don't live in a nursery I don't live in a greenhouse so nothing that I do is absolutely going to be 100% but the least I owe it to myself is to let my decision play out and like I said I'm working on it but it's one of those things where I see it in the way that I um, arrange my travels. I stress and worry and I worry and I worry about whether or not I'm making the um, right decisions about where I'm going. I know that when I book my excursions, that's another big to do. I always do a week out like spread where I'll do Monday, Tuesday. Like Say I'm going from, let's just say Monday through Friday and one of the things that i'll suggest is when you've got a couple of different things that you're thinking about doing always i won't say always but what i do is um i'll plug them in for example like monday i'll write down the different excursions that i want to do that are available to do on monday so say there are three different things i'm thinking about doing but they're only um they're available monday wednesday thursday friday so i'll write them in in the little makeshift calendar that i've done so that i can visually see okay the only day that i can't do this is on tuesday so then if there's another option then i'll say all right these are the days that it's available these are the times that it's available this way i put it all on um a piece of paper and i'll have monday these are my options tuesday through friday I'll have whatever the options are for each day so that I can see what is the best course of practice. What does the weather look like on those days? If it's expected to rain on Tuesday, what is the sense in booking my uh, beach excursion on, or the beach experience on Tuesday? It's also available on Monday and Friday. So I would choose to do it on a Monday or Friday. But the hiking experience I want to do is only available on Monday. So I'm going to do the hiking experience on Monday and then I'm going to do the beach experience on Friday. You see how I'm going? You see where I'm going? So I put in my uh, graph or my chart or in my whatever, but I write down each excursion that I want to do on each day of the week that it's available. And then, of course, I also write the time because if I can do two things in one day or depending on what the thing is, you know what I mean? I'll try to see if I can combine, like if I need to be in the city center to do certain activities. Well, one is a morning activity, one is an afternoon activity. What is the sense in me having to go to a certain area uh, more than once in a week if I don't really want to or need to? So I'll combine things on certain days so that I can, like if something's extra far, it's going to be a $100 taxi, right? right, well, one is a morning uh, activity and another one is an afternoon activity. Or I'll only need a taxi for the one day because the trains run um, to the location that I'm staying in and it'll be more cost effective for me to... You know or it'll be easier not necessarily it's definitely not gonna be more cost effective but it'll be easier for me to get a taxi home at 11 pm than it will be to try to figure out a metro system in an entirely different language you see what i'm saying so i always write down what my options are for the um excursions that i'm looking to do in like a week calendar this way i can choose what day is going to be the best day For each one. Because the last thing you want to do. Is book and pay for an experience. On a day. And then realize. That something else you want to do. Is only available on that one day. And then the cancellation policy. Be a little rigid. And not really want to work with you. In terms of you know. uh, Changing your date. Or getting your money back. Once I arrive though. I will say that I've. Experienced or expelled or exerted there we go i generally exert all of my anxiety into the planning phase and once i get to a destination i'm pretty straight i'm pretty straight a little bit of anxiety until we are all seated on the plane because it's a matter of okay can i get this out this like row of seats to myself or Do I need to, like, ooh, what if I'm stuck next to somebody that smells? Or what if I'm next to a talker or, or, like, a toucher? Somebody that wants to just touch you or, you know what I mean? When they're talking, like, hand people that talk with you. I don't don't like to speak to people on the planes. Um, It's only occurred twice where I sat next to really just, like, gorgeous men. And one of them we actually... Got kind of cool. He was actually mad cool. He was actually mad cool. I should scroll through my WhatsApp and see how that nigga's doing. But, um, not on some. Hey, big head. But, like, on some. I remember you. Um, all that being said, yeah, most of my anxiety just goes into the planning phase just because decisions, decisions. Once I get someplace, I'm pretty straight. Um, I dive into fear. And if, uh, there's something that interests me or, you know, I love, just roaming around neighborhoods, depending on how great or not great the Wi Fi is, I'll just intentionally walk till I'm lost and then find my way back um, from there. That has been so much fun. I had a really good time doing that in Rome. When I tell y'all, I walked my ass off in Rome, I didn't, the only transportation I paid for or even got on was to get from the airport to the apartment that I stayed in and then back to the airport. Uh, that, was, that was it. Otherwise, I walked to every single thing that I went to see. So all of the, um, what do you call them? Uh, monuments and shit. I walked. Parthenon, uh, Colosseum, Trevi Fountain, I feel like Trevi was like the one thing that I was like this is pretty I like this everything else was a little um mouth of truth everything was just a little less than like I expected so much more you know what I mean like I had such big expectations in my mind and then when I got there I'm just like "Oh, this is small oh, this is tiny or all right and also uh in terms of historical context I didn't do any real Uh, Research as to why these were things that I wanted to see and I still haven't so Which is strange actually because I love history, but moving on. So second thing growth takes patience and similar to the first but not the same is It's one of those hindsight things where i also enjoy propagating plants right and propagating if you're not familiar is when you take a cutting from a plant or if say some plants you can propagate a leaf like if a leaf falls off or something like that you can propagate them i just learned that snake plants are really easy to propagate if you accidentally rip a leaf cut a leaf off then you can just drop that in water Um, and it'll sprout roots this way once it sprouts roots you can either put it in soil or you just leave it in water Um, I've had plants that I thought were not going to make it but I decided to try to save them by propagating them like when they weren't doing well in soil like wherever they were potted they didn't thrive for some reason or after a certain number of time whether they became root bound or whatever the reason was they stopped thriving in the pot that they were in, so I decided to either cut um, what was still salvageable and saveable from the plant, whether there was some part of it that was gonna die or um, whatever, and you put them in water. And I found that if you just give it time, roots will develop the plant will begin to thrive. Not all of them. Some of them should just absorb water, they mold, and they just, they die. Um, Or they get soggy, or they turn brown, or however they're going to die, a lot of them just die. But I have found that plants that, looking at them in the soil, weren't doing well, move it, change it. Give it more of what it needs and not of what it's rejecting, and it will be not just fine, but it will give new life that it will continue to grow, it will thrive, and it will flourish. So, I've got some plants in my little propagation station in the kitchen here. It's um, on my counter, right under the window. It gets incredible sunlight. And when I tell you, I had this beautiful jade plant, succulents do not live long in my home, but. I still try. And it just kept dying. The leaves were falling off, falling off. And most of it had died all the way up the stem, but I had like the tops of three different plants. So it's two leaves on the tops. Cut all the dead you know, I pulled it off, snapped it off because it pretty much died from the rest, snapped it off and just left it in the water. And I've got roots coming out of all three of them and succulents, um, some people can propagate them in soil not me, but I put them in water, and they're sprouting roots, and I'm so happy, but it's just that it took time, I had to take it away from what wasn't doing it well, and give it what it needed, and it just needed a little love, and a little bit of patience, and just water is what did it, same thing, I was telling my mom today, happy birthday mom, Um, I had cut from... I had taken it out of the soil and put it in water. And from the roots, like an entire different network of leaves, like a whole new plant sprouted up from the roots. And now I'm just waiting to see if the stem cutting is going to do alright. right. But yeah, it just... I never... I don't want to say never, but I didn't see that happening at all. But because I just gave it what it needed, like I did what I had to do, and left it alone. I just had to be patient. It's like, from where I had one dying plant, I now have two healthy plants. So, seeing that happen in so many different plants is really, really teaching me to just be more patient with things, especially when you know that you've done what your best is so I'm not the greatest with plants I've gotten a lot better than what I was maybe 10-15 years ago but I am trying I'm doing what I can do based on what the internet information I'm getting and what I'm being given and I'm just letting the efforts that I'm putting into something show their fruits And very similar to that is sometimes I don't necessarily see the value in a trip or I don't um, come home with the excitement that I have for a destination the way I do weeks and months later. And so the two places that I think of the most when I think of that are Bali and Guadeloupe. Well, Bali is a city, not a country. So, Indonesia and Guadeloupe. Uh so when I went to Indonesia, I went to Bali and I stayed in Ubud. And while I was there, I think I had 2 days out of the week that I was there. Where did I go before Bali? I don't even remember where I went before. I usually try to do two countries in a trip, like I'll do an extended layover. Um, So I don't remember where I went before Bali, but when I got to Bali, I feel like I had a full four days and then I left on the um, fifth day. But I didn't feel like I did too much. I specifically uh, left one day in particular, I think it was the Tuesday where I knew I wasn't doing anything. Um, I just went like and got a massage and then came back. I had one day where they came to the um, house because I rented a house at my own private pool. The shit was so dope. And a uh, two-story house, huge balcony, huge, huge deck coming off of the master bedroom. Y'all, that shit was so bomb. The host was great. But most days I was out of the house so early that I didn't even get to enjoy the free breakfast that came every morning. Like he would bring me, a meal. He would bring me breakfast every morning. Um, so sadly, I didn't really get to um, take advantage of that. But, so, I know that I had fun while I was there, right? But I went into it with these preconceived ideas of what I was supposed to experience while I was there. I was expecting some eat, pray, love, transcendental, life-changing, um spiritual awakening, and just utter zen like and I didn't get that especially not while I was there the closest thing to that was the massages while I was out there those were poof, so bomb especially considering they were wild cheap I think I spent seven dollars for an hour long massage so and the place was walking distance from the airbnb I stayed at and they gave me fresh hot ginger tea afterwards I love ginger tea Ginger was an acquired taste. A little, you know, tidbit about me. Uh, ginger is very much an acquired taste for me. So it's kind of coconut. I hate coconut water. Don't like it at all. I've had it straight from the coconut. I've had it from the box. I don't like any of it. It's just disgusting to me. Um, but I like coconut flavored stuff. Like I'll eat um, a candy that's got like a coconut flavor or something that's coconut, like a coconut icy. Ooh, that shit's good. Um, I hope we get summer. But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't come home immediately from Bali thinking, oh, this was dope. Oh, I had such an incredible time. I was just like, okay, yeah, have fun. I did a great, um, snorkeling excursion that was supposed to be swimming with the mantas, but the water was too choppy. Like the conditions weren't good for us to swim in the area where they were supposed to be. That didn't end up working out. Um, What else did I do? I had this incredible sunrise hike. So they picked us up at midnight so that we could get to the destination by, I don't know, maybe 3 a.m. So that we can do like a three hour hike to get to the, is it the summit? Is The summit is the top of the mountain? I feel like it is. But it took like three, basically we hiked all night in the dark. Um, mind you this is not like a trail that we would seen before like you're just in the dark in the woods with I think I had two guys and a girl and the guide it was the um five of us just in the dark but gave us flashlights and um it was a lot more cloudy than what would allow for a very clear view of the sunrise but it was still an incredible experience like to sit at the top of a mountain uh I think it was actually an active volcano Cause yeah it was because there was a lot of steam that was the second half where we ended up walking in the scariest of locations because there's so much fog so you can't really see like four feet to the size and you're on this really narrow path with over a hundred people coming and going. So it's kind of like, my nigga, I need you to slow the fuck down and I need you to get the fuck off my back and you to not kind of walk past. Cause, can, can you see what's down here? No. Do you even know if there's someplace for you to fucking walk over here? But my God, like you're moving past here. Like we can't all just fall off this fucking cliff. You know what I mean? So that definitely bothered me. That shit was scary. But All that being said, the way down, the hike down, gorgeous, gorgeous. So that was really fun. What the fuck else did I do in Bali? I did a really cool day where I had this one guy. The lesson in that is there's a difference between a tour guide and a driver. Some drivers can be tour guides. Not all. I mean, some tour guides can be drivers. Some drivers can be tour guides. They don't always go together. Not all drivers are tour guides and not all tour guides are drivers. I hired my driver from the airport to be a tour guide and I learned that sometimes you're just better off paying for a tour guide Uh, because he didn't have any information to give me. I could ask him a question and he's just like, yeah. Okay, but I asked you how many buildings are in this general development or whatever okay so basically you're giving me an like you're giving me a yes answer to a question that requires a brief description or you know a a direct answer not yes or no and stuff like that so yeah that was that experience and then I ended up just like not feeling good and just cut the shit short but he was able to just drive me to a lot of different really cool places like I basically told him where I wanted to go and the guy drove me so he did what I paid him to do it's just I had um a lot of really great tour guides that would also pick me up and drive me places and I've had drivers offer you know good services in terms of being um well versed in being able to say i can bring you here and do this because this is offered here so it's like i had expectations set by other people that went above and beyond that this guy wasn't able to fill um but yeah all that being said when i came home from bali i was just like "Mm." and i remember telling my homegirl um missy hey melissa unicorn in brooklyn definitely check her out on the instagrams and whatnot she's one of the um young ladies that really inspired me to travel. Like, I saw her just jet-setting around the world, and I'm like, sis can do it. I am sis. Sis is me. Like, I can be out in all these countries, and here I am. Uh, But I was looking at what Marissa's experience was in Bali. And so that basically tainted what not tainted but it colored my view and kind of gave me you know I guess an idea of what I was expecting but at the same time it's like it's not like I followed her itinerary it's not like I stayed in the same place it's not like you know I did any of the things uh that I can think of we probably had you know visited one or two of the same places but Overall, it's not like I followed her footsteps in the trip so that I could have a, a closer to what she had experienced. So when I got home initially, I was just like, eh, this is, it was cool, but you know, whatever. But in hindsight, I'm able to look back on the things that I experienced, especially that hike. And I definitely remember having a really good time on the, um, The Luat Coffee Plantation Tour after that. uh, I bought a lot of really good teas and coffees and oils and a whole bunch of shit. Like, I spent a lot of money in that spot. But I have good experiences that I can look back on. Um, Same with Guadalupe. When I first got home, it was kind of like, I mean, yeah, it was cute. I have no desire to go back, though. But when I look back on the experience, I had... With um, the couple from Surf Guada. I, if you follow me on Instagram, you guys have seen me tag them and a lot of stuff. And y'all, they were the most incredible hosts. I feel like I connected with them, especially um, cat I feel like her name is cat I think it's cat Um, I feel like I connect. I remember it's Benjamin because I had an Uncle Ben. Rest in peace, Uncle Ben. I um. Definitely had a great experience with them. So that, let's see if their names are here. Cat, yeah, it is Cat. So we connected very well on that trip. So that I knew right then and there was the best experience that I had, hands down, uh, at Guadalupe and I went on a second really great experience it was just myself and the host again and I had a really great time with her as well but I still left the island thinking that was cute it was fun and I didn't feel like it was one of those trips it wasn't Cartagena it wasn't Uh, Cuba because I stayed in a couple different places in Cuba so it, it wasn't as wow as those places but the experiences and the takeaways were still incredible it's just I had to detach myself, I had to separate myself from the experience and rely on my memories to give me the wow factor as opposed to the immediacy of it it's kinda like going back to when I'm propagating. I'll put the, the cuttings into the water and then six weeks later, four weeks, um, you know, three months later, I'm like, yo, damn, this shit is growing. Like it's thriving, it's doing so well. And it's the same when it comes to some of the places that I've been. It's like, you know what? That actually was a really good time and Bali and Guadeloupe are those two places where it's just like, I know in the experience, I had fun doing a lot of things. But overall, when I came home, it was just like, yeah, it was cool. I have no desire to go back. Don't need to do it again. But then when I sit and reflect on the experiences that I had, totally different story. So give it some time sometimes. Give it some time. And the last one that I wanted to harp on, the last lesson that my plants have taught me that have parallels to travel, is that what I want may not be what's best. Essentially, the, the common theme in all of this is motherfucking patience. My Nana always paid, pays, if she could, I'd appreciate it, but she prays for me to have patience. I'm not a patient person at all many of us aren't it's just not my ministry it's not something that i was i don't think i was ever born with patience it's just something that i'm having to learn to develop i'm slowly but surely getting better at being patient i'm more patient in some situations than i am in others like i'm always more patient with children than i am with adults because children aren't supposed to know better adults are they're supposed to know better but as most mature adults know like children not all adults um possess the same level of knowledge not everybody's on the same level not everybody is, it's not an equal playing field when it comes to adulting that's that's not how that works either so um yeah there's that on that um but it's Kind of like when I get a new plant, I'll have an idea of, oh, this would look so beautiful in this pot, but if you put a plant in a pot that's too large, you're basically setting it up for failure. Um, This this plant would look so beautiful against this wall with this color, however, this wall being the color that it is, that has something to do with it, but this wall gets too much sunlight Um, or this wall doesn't get enough sunlight and this plant is not going to do well here. So even though aesthetically it looks like it'll be beautiful here, this is not conducive to what the plant needs to grow. And the point in buying the plant is not to kill the bitch. It's to keep that nigga alive as long as possible. So when I get a new plant, it I have to do what's best for the plant. It's not about what I want to do. And it's, again one of those things that I can absolutely find a parallel for in a different trip that I've taken and that trip that reminds me of what I want not necessarily being what's best is my Vegas trip so if you follow me on the instagrams underscore dcarry or travel and shit underscore in the eye for shit um you may recall that I got almost all of the excursions, uh, experiences that I booked in Vegas canceled on me. They were all canceled. So I arrived at the hotel. I think I stayed at, I stayed at the Stratosphere. Um, I got there and right after I checked in, I started getting notification that the hot air balloon that I had booked canceled wind conditions or weather conditions weren't going to be good enough the grand canyon i think i booked that um it was either the pink jeep tour or one of those um small tour groups i had booked or some shit i don't know whatever i booked got canceled in terms of going to the grand canyon but i had um a new friend that i'd made in la come with me to vegas we hit it off in L.A., and he was like, yo, I should come with you to Vegas. And I'm like, you can pay for your own fight." And he was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And I was like, come on with it. So we went to Vegas, and slowly but surely, like, the trip that I had in mind was falling apart. I can't do this. I can't do that. This isn't going to work out. I can't see that. And it was really, like, bringing me down. I was just, like, at this point, like, what am I going to do? Because I'm not a gambler. I don't, I'm not interested in, uh, slot machines and tables and cards and not my thing. I don't know how the games are played and I'm not interested. I prefer spending my money on hard, cold tangibles or even hot tangibles if I'm eating. <clears throat> um, I like having, I like knowing that my money is directly resulting in benefiting me in something. And I will say that I understand that some people see gambling as a hard tangible hey i'm getting something from it because it feels good but that's not what gambling feels like to me i think i allotted myself like a hundred dollars just because i'm in vegas i'm not not gonna go to the casino so i went down and you know the friend that i made was like yo my dad gambled i know what i'm doing this is how this works this is what you should look for when we do this this is how this works. I'm gonna explain the rules to this game. And so it was like, even though I didn't anticipate doing all of that, I had a good time listening to him explain to me. And like, I remember I was at, was it, um, it wasn't craps. It wasn't, it was roulette. We were at the roulette table. And I was like <laughs> counting. I was like, Okay, I put this here. The, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna choose, and he's just like, "What are you doing? Put, sit down. Like, put your hands down. Don't, you don't count in Vegas. Just play it cool." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, they're gonna kick us out!" I was, <laughs> it was the weirdest, cutest. Like, he's just like, and the lady at the table was just like, "This dude, she don't know what the fuck she like. You're fine, girl. Relax." And so I was like expecting like these huge like security guards to just jump out and be like, ma'am, you have to leave or something." That didn't happen, but that was fun and I will say to um let's just call him D. when he saw how disappointed I was about not being able to go on the experiences that I wanted to do and I'm just trying to like hustle and be like fuck like I really it's I'm not going to not see the grand I'm not going to get this far and not see the grand canyon so now I'm trying to find out who can I book last minute who is going to charge the best price and he's just like Maybe why don't you just rent a car? I'll drive you. And so I'm like, for serious? Because I want to say it's like an eight-hour drive. Or maybe it's like six... It's long as fuck. I wasn't trying to do it. I hate driving. I don't enjoy driving at all. I'm a good driver. But I hate driving. It's just not something that I really like doing. Now, a road trip like that I could probably do. But I absolutely would rather somebody else do it. That's why I... Pay for group excursions so that other people can drive me. I've never driven a car um, while abroad. I'm trying to... Yeah, no. I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever driven a car while I was um, on vacation out of the state even. I'm thinking in Virginia. Did I ever drive? Nope. My cousins drove me around. Did I ever drive in New Orleans? Nope. Angie always drove. Did I ever... And then that nigga drove. Oh, yep, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back in my flute out days, uh, Shorty had um, a Range and a Maserati. And he was sending me to get my nails. And he was just like, yeah, just just take the take the coupe. And I'm like, I'm good. I don't like driving. If I can't afford to fix it, I don't want to drive it. And I can't afford to fix nobody Maserati. And so he was just like, no, just even if you crash it, like I'll just, and I'm just like, Mm-mm, it's not how I operate. So I drove from his house to the gas station. That was as far as that would go. And I'm like, that's it. I've driven a Maserati. It's a good time. So yeah, I'm not big on driving. And then I remember I went with my cousin Nikki to Atlanta. She and her mama drive Benzes. At this time, Connie had a 7 Series and Nikki was in a CLK. We drove from New York to Atlanta and I don't have Ben's money yet. But I knew good and damn well that I had, I, I, if I can't afford to fix something, then I don't want to drive it. So they were talking about deer and there's no lights out there in the street. It's like, because they were, they were in Peachtree. I don't know if they're still, if they still have the house out there, but yeah. Mm-mm. So mm-mm. I, I, I'm not big on driving, but all well, that being said, D was like, rent a car. I will drive you. And this man drove me from Vegas to the Grand Canyon. we stopped, at I think it's called Roadkill Diner and I'm kind of wishing I let him buy me the hat he was like you want a hat like I'm gonna get one we would have had matching hats it would have been so cute but I was just like uh it was a trucker hat kind of like a Von Dutch kind of hat and at that time I wasn't as into hats as I am now I'm a big dad hat fan um but all that being said he drove me out there we stopped at uh I think it was Roadkill Diner on Route 66 that was a really fun time and it turned out to be one of the best experiences I've ever had when traveling because it was me spending time with someone that I've really connected well with and it was totally far from what I was expecting. I had this you know this is I'm gonna do this in the morning and then when this is done I have this for this day and I'm gonna be I had these plans and mother nature if you will because it was weather for the most part that canceled and I think one the uh, small group trip that I booked was too small I guess not enough people have booked it but either way it got canceled I couldn't go and I realized once I got to the Grand Canyon with D. That, that was exactly what I needed because I was able to experience it in my own time. We took our time. We were able to walk where we wanted to walk. We could take the path that we wanted to take. We were able to choose which rim of the Grand Canyon we wanted to go to. Some tours will take you to the west rim, some will take you to the south, whatever. And you book it that way. Like you know for the most part what you're going to see or what area you're going to look at when you book your excursion or your experience and we fully intended to stop at the Hoover Dam but the turn off for it was we just couldn't like on the way there we were like oh let's wait and do it on the way back see how tired we are because it didn't really make sense to I guess expend all the energy that we wanted to in the beginning of the trip it made more sense to be like all right well let's do what we can and then be reasonable about our um, capabilities. I had to touch a wheel once. And all it cost me was a rental for a day. Well, two days because, you know, we kept it overnight. Um, And then we were able to come back. I was exhausted. He insisted on driving me down the strip so that I could see what Vegas looked like. But I'm just like, I live in New York. This is not new (laughs) or exciting for me. It's a bunch of lights. This is Times Square. It's just, long I'm over it and I'm not a party person either so just you know the whole idea of like you know people are leaving and going and coming to parties just wasn't interesting to me but still it was the sentiment it was that someone could be so kind and caring to me and it still I'm talking about it fondly and That is one of those experiences that in a whole I had no idea that I really needed and it was just not what I planned but it was exactly what I needed. So even though what I wanted didn't happen, what was best for me at the time ended up happening. So sometimes you kind of just have to let go of what you want and do what's best. Um, Another example of that would probably be, um, I won't say all of Europe, but two parts. Hostel stays. I love having space to myself. I live alone. I have an entire apartment to myself. Uh, in my regular life so when I travel I enjoy those same comforts of home I like to um, you know rent space for one but I'm not really big on hotels I like Airbnbs better because they tend they're almost always more cost-effective I can always find an entire apartment for less than I would spend at a hotel and you can often find an apartment for motel prices. So what you'd spend at like Motel 6, you can really get like a nice studio apartment or one-bedroom apartment, apartment depending on where you're staying. That is the caveat. It depends on where you're staying. So in Europe, when it's only going to be a long layover trip... It don't make sense for me to you know have the comfort and the luxury of having an apartment to myself when I'm really just going to drop my bags off explore the city sleep shower and leave Um, so it's not the I don't want to say luxury cuz not all the places I stay well no I guess it will be a luxury because it's not a hostel so it's not the luxury of an apartment, but what's best is a hostel. I'm going to spend $16 for this bed and this um, locker or whatever that I can put my suitcase in and lock it. I'm going to spend that $16 as opposed to spending you know, $80 or $112 on an Airbnb or a hotel that I'm literally just dropping my shit off and taking a shower. Um, Another example is also still in Europe would be Amsterdam. So who, I won't say who, but a lot of us would love to go to Amsterdam and totally get fucked up. I didn't. Just because I knew that it's just me here alone by myself and in my mind in my new york mind this is prime space for someone to look for someone to take advantage of because people come to amsterdam just to smoke or to indulge in which is technically not legal over there it's just that the sale like there's it's a strange Catch-22 is one of those things where it's not technically legal, but it's not something that they enforce, you know what I mean? And they explain it to you when you get there, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, well, I'm not here for that, so I'm not, like, paying that much attention to it, but it was really interesting. But I'm glad that I didn't go out there and get fucked up, because when I got back to the, uh, hostel, um, I ended up meeting up Shifa and... We were able to have an incredible, incredible discussion, and I want to say that that was episode sixty-three. Getting robbed abroad and solo travel as a Muslim woman with Wildberry is me. Um, episode sixty-three, absolutely check that out. And hey boo, so yeah, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but because who doesn't want to go to Amsterdam and indulge, right? But it was what was best for me (laughs) and it turned out being a really good thing that i didn't because Mm -hmm. i had such an incredible incredible time um talking with shifa so yeah i'm seeing a lot of parallels between this plant mom life and travel and honestly it's kind of one of those things where if you just sit and think about it you can kind of find the lessons in a lot of different places in life. And it's proof to me that you never stop learning. You know what I mean? You never stop learning if you put yourselves in positions to grow. And so, even though you may not be able to get on a plane and go someplace new, or even though you may not be able to um, even traverse through the country driving or on trains and however other means of transportation and modes of transportation that you may take even though you may be restricted in your travels right now you can find lessons you can find experiences that you would get from travel in so many different areas in your life and it's not the experience it's not the experience. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, um, I'm experiencing myself the same way I do as travel or I'm having such a good time. I don't ever need to travel again. No, I'm looking forward to traveling again. But I honestly got to say that I'm not even as much as I travel and I try, I take maybe six trips a year, even as much as I travel. I can't say that my spirit is starving for a plane. I'm not starving for another island someplace. Because I'm really trying to take this time and really, you know, find mm-hmm. the lessons and find the experiences in what can be perceived as mundane. It's kind of like I used, I don't want to say I used to say because I still believe it, but... You can learn something from anyone if you ask the right questions. And I used to have, um, I used to do the whole blogging thing and I did the YouTube thing. And a big part of it, what transitioned me to where I am here with the podcast, if you don't know, I started blogging, I don't know when. And I, I want to say maybe 2013. Let's just throw that number out, right? Started blogging years ago. And I... Cold messaged or emailed a couple of people and was just like yo, I really admire what it is that you're doing. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And I would email them some questions. And one of them is Malik, another one of them is Suzy, another one of them is Rodney John, and those are the three people that I gotta say I absolutely appreciate them just answering me back. And starting with those. Questions that I sent them and they responded. I would edit those and I would then have like an interview for the blog. And what's crazy is I had messaged Suicide on Facebook and I just was curious so I asked her a couple of questions and then I realized oh this is something that I like doing and I have this blog you know what let me just pivot and start doing interviews on the blog because I enjoy it. I just do it for shits and giggles. Like, I, I, I shits and gigs just send random people questions because I'm curious. I've always been curious. And she agreed. I added on like an extra two questions or so and then edit some things and clean it up and you just throw it on the blog. And then, shout out to Ken Dahl, Herbert, I love you. I was on set for a video with him I was in a ton of his videos and just being cute just background just smiling face dancing some little wiggle thing hey, did that in a bunch of his videos um, and he was just like oh well I'm gonna have Isis Isis is gonna be Isis King the first um, trans model in the uh what is this with tyra banks america's next top model she was the main character i guess you could say in one of his videos and he was just like well isis is going to be there and mikhail i feel like i'm saying his name wrong it's like michael but he's not from the state so it's pronounced differently um Herbert was like he'll record it for you like don't worry about it like I'll talk to him and so that was the beginning of me just interviewing people in real life like person to person and so thank you to Isis and thank you to Ken Herbert we were in elementary school together and that birthed me talking to people and me being in front of uh the camera and doing that for years and then it just came time for me to keep asking all them questions. But through that whole journey, what I stood strongly by and I still stand strongly by is that you can learn something from anyone if you ask the right questions. And don't count yourself out of that. If you ask yourself the right questions, you can fucking learn something from yourself. You'd be surprised how much you already know if you take the time to sort through the information. So, I'll leave you with that. Um, don't forget there's merch. Head over to travelshippodcast.com and go to the shop tab uh, tab. And I feel like there's a discount code. I'll get back to y'all on that um sign up for the newsletter for your chance to now when I say newsletter that's a lie I don't want to send I don't want to craft and formulate emails so I promise y'all I'm not sending you a lot of emails it's a mailing list it'll notify you when there's a new episode and in my mind for all intents and purposes I intend to you know um work on the website and have it so that it's a little more uh information that's there for you should you need it's building itself out it's getting there but um you can definitely head over to the instagram which is underscore d carry or travel and shit with an underscore where the i and shit is and sign up for the mailing list it'll enter you into a drawing to win a 50 dollar gift card from jordansjungle.net And that is where I've been loving ordering my plants online from. I'm waiting for another five. I think I ordered four or five to come in um, separate from the ones that I ordered before. But you can can enter yourself to win a $50 gift card. I'm giving one gift card away from the Instagram giveaway that I did. Um, I have a 50% off coupon if you're so interested. That is also in the link in my bio on the Instagrams. And also, don't forget to take the listener survey so that I can get a better idea of who's listening to the uh, podcast and so that I can give you guys more of what it is that you want. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, just continue to grow in a direction that better serves you guys as the listeners. So that's it. It's a wrap. I always do this. I say it's going to be quick and it's a lie because forever alright y'all be healthy stay inside if you can I know that this is very taxing on a lot of us in terms of mental health but just really be careful only because you don't want to have to look back and say if I only did x or if I did y a lot of people are losing people that are close to them a lot of people are losing loved ones and it's one of these things where a lot of us can prevent or a lot of us have the luxury of not having to go out into questionable situations and a lot of people don't. So at this point, I ain't judging you, but I just want you to make smart decisions in terms of what is smart for you and for those that you care about. So just take a personal stock on what it is that you're doing and worry about yourself and also, in the same vein, which is going to actually sound really hypocritical, don't judge other people that you see doing something that you wouldn't do. Plenty of my neighbors, I won't say plenty, but I'd say at least two houses in my area had barbecues the last weekend that it was really nice outside. And it's really easy to just look and be like, damn, y'all niggas can't stay in the house. What the fuck are y'all doing? Like, woo, woo, woo. But... I don't know if that was prearranged between cousins or siblings. Listen, y'all, we're about to celebrate X, Y, and Z graduating. We're about to celebrate X, Y, and Z's birthday. This is really important to this person or whatever. Y'all gotta stay in the crib for your 10 days or y'all gotta really do your part to keep yourself safe so that we can all come together to enjoy this together. I don't know if that's the conversation and neither does anybody else. As much as we may think we know what's going on with somebody else, just give everybody grace. This is really fucking with a lot of people's mental right now. And, um, you know, it, it ain't doing you no good to sit in your house looking out the window judging somebody else. So, if you can, mentally and physically and financially, stay in the house. And don't judge other people not staying in the house from your house that's it thanks for listening fuck with you next week be safe bye